I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! It's time to look. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the comment writers. I'm your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, and I'm joined as always by my good friend, Toby Tobes. What's up, Toby? Hello, Joshua. Hello, hello. We are here to talk about Common Rider Geeks episode 34. 34. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of comments that we wrote so far. For sure. that, is, that is almost as high as my three-year-old daughter can count. She showed Ooh. me yesterday that she can count to 29. She only messed up a couple numbers in there, so it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's probably <laughs> the same thing I would do. So, I mean, all things considered, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. I didn't know she could count to, to 29. I certainly had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is really best case scenario i think when someone learns something because then you know you get the benefit of someone knowing numbers without you having to do anything to teach it to them very hands-off approach i, I appreciate that and respect it <laughs> all the rest of parenting is is so incredibly tediously hands-on it's it's it feels like a real win when i get to be hands-off about something <laughs> As I can, as I can still literally hear her crying in the background. It's because she doesn't want to go to sleep. <laughs> it's a party. She's ready. For, she's all excited about thirty four. She almost yeah, got she, there, and now you're she heard about it. Shut down. And... She was like, "Dad, it's the Desire Royale." <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I can't go to bed yet. I've got to tell Toby what I think about Buffa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is that's absolutely what's happening. Uh, Toby, how's it going with you? Have you have you? Uh, survived have you lived down uh eating a whole fish yet no the the legend goes on and the only short addendum to add to this was i told my grandmother about it post trip and as soon as i told her the words whole whole market fish or full fresh fish or whatever the hell words the whole market fish she gasped and said oh no you didn't or basically (laughs) the equivalent of that and i was like god damn it my hearing aided 90 year old grandmother who probably barely heard the words I said still busted on me. And she, yeah, she knew she, when's the last time she was at a restaurant like that. You're decades ago, I'm sure. And even but, she knows whole fish means whole fish. Yeah. It's rough. And then, and then I remember that she told me months and months ago that when she was little, like child age, early teens, whatever, uh, she used to go fishing with her uncle and he taught her how to like gut and fly like a whole real fish and turn okay. it into like fish for dinner on the grill. Yeah. So I really sh- we probably should we probably should have brought her with as well to help me eat dinner. You should have called her when you realized that you'd ordered the whole fish. Like, Graham, Graham help me. what do I do? <laughs> I've got got a whole fish coming here. I don't know. Am I gonna have to attack it? What's happening? What do I do next? Sort this I'll, out. For I'll me, be guys. right. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry, Toby. I'm on Tom, my way. Tom, wait. Tom, wait. I need three hours until she drives here, and she's not supposed to drive. So let's give her four. <laughs> I almost asked who Tom was, but then I forgot he was our he was our main character for yeah. the story. Yeah, no, you know it all flashed back to me. It came back very quickly, but uh, uh, good old Tom, <laughs> good old Tom, Tom the um, the hero to some, the villain to others. Tom's a complicated character. Yeah, he probably has his own Super Sentai comment show, and he was probably like listening to this idiot customer I had the other day. And told the opposite version of the story. Yeah, somewhere out there, Tom has a podcast, and he is telling the reverse story for sure. This <laughs> idiot ordered a whole fish, didn't even know what he was ordering, and then didn't even know it was a goddamn on fish. <laughs> I tried to tried to like talk him out of it. I tried to tell him what kind of fish he was getting. He refused. 
and then he just wouldn't stop talking to me about this fish that he ate. So then I tried to talk to him about the sauce that was on it, and then he acted all weird about it. And he's like, what sauce? I don't know. What's <laughs> There's flowers? What? <laughs> this man spent market price on this fish, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's great. It's good stuff. <laughs> Toby, we've got some emails this week. My favorite. They're served, up mar- they're served up at market price for everybody. Yeah. Dissect the, the, these bad boys. The market price of emails is, is free. Completely zero dollars for emails. Uh, our first email comes in from Kieran. Uh, Kieran says, one little thing from the end of episode 32. Uh, so that was the uh, kind of beginning of Buffa's world. Um, Kieran says, the ID cores in the scene where we see kind of the beginning of the Desire Royale. One of them is Punk Jacks. Good. So, um Kieran goes on to say basically like not sure if like that's just like a you know um a little, little like you know um what am i trying Reminder, to say nudge <laughs> yeah not not, not, not sure if that is a, a teaser for something to come or if that's more of a like easter egg uh, of a like remember punk jack he was cool well but, his band just put out that song that we found that's true so yeah so maybe he's getting crazy with the rest of them yeah and, and we'll talk time, about that song time to return We'll talk about that song in the show uh, that's associated with it uh, in the next email as well. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> just, just to give you a little, little preview. <laughs> but Kieran goes on to say the bodyguards did get named outside of the episode. So uh, John, who is um, Tom Constantine, is common writer Garen, G-A-R-U-N. And Ben, so the other bodyguard, is common writer Lancer. His name um, is way cooler. is way cooler uh ben's actor is a dancer so he incorporated that into his henshin and tom being the big writer fan based his on various early heisei writers so yeah his was like way the more classic like heroic um writer pose for sure stolen stolen from people is what it sounds like no inspired heavily inspired (laughs) there's a lawsuit Um, coming his way from past common writers and and Kieran reminds you, Toby, that they were they were revealed to be writers in episode fourteen, which was back in December. So so Kieran says it's reasonable that you forgot. I didn't forget. I remembered. I just want to point out that I it's like an iron trap up here, Toby. <laughs> of useless things. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, say that Kieran's Kieran's insult is extra unappreciated because of all people, he is the one that comments the most on my youtube videos and he has to correct me all the time and said hey did you forget hey do you remember this hey this is a callback to this and i always say thank you and i never know and now he's mouthing off again i don't think i, think, I don't think he's mouthing off at all i think he's saying this is he he literally says it's reasonable that you forgot but did he type it sarcastically no i think i think listen i i think <laughs> i think that kieran is a genuine person and i think i think he means this genuinely I think you can be genuinely sarcastic, <laughs> but but I digress. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Karen also says there was a cameo in episode 33 from the tycoon suit actor, Atoku. We've talked about Atoku. We talked about him before. Um, Atoku, Atoku um, played the beagle rider, the dog rider. We see him like very briefly in episode 33 before he's just like struck down by Buffa. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Yeah, he actually got to be um on camera not in a suit before he transforms that's kind of cool um Atoku that's called played... that's called two best two paychecks that's good work on his part that's true that's <laughs> yeah he's he's really earning that that double take home 
Um, Eitoku's Beagle Rider was named Common Rider Groovy, apparently. Uh, That's fantastic. That's a good one. So good. Yeah, there's a good, a good shot here in the email, too, of uh, the Beagle Head, which I thought was very cool in the moment, but it passes by so quick that, yeah, you don't, don't get a really good look at it. But it's our, it's our, it's our little doggy boy. Nice. So thanks for the email, Kieran. Nice little tidbits there. And Shade writes in with some information as well. So this is kind of where we're talking about um, the couple of new shows that have been announced. But first up, Shade tells us about Buffa's new form. Of course, Buffa recently became kind of like crazy god with uh, longer horns and with the cape and stuff. Uh, apparently, his form is called Buffa Musou Jamashin, which means unmatched slash peerless Jama god. Um, it's one of the special cases in terms of power-ups, basically, uh, as Shade explains, because there's no like toy or item associated with it, um, which I guess is kind of rare, usually only for kind of the non-main writers. Um, but it's like when they want to give a writer a power-up, but there's no sort of toy that they had sort of in the production line. So they just kind of kit-bash something together. So it was like, hey, we've got this cape, we'll put that on there. And like, I don't know, we'll tape these other pieces on. Um, but uh yeah, it doesn't happen super often, but that's what happened, I guess, in this case. Gotcha. Shade, always a trove of information. Indeed. Um, Shade tells us that there's a two-day live event, a stage event that had been happening called Golden Desire Night, um, which I guess is probably coinciding with co- coinciding with Golden Week in Japan, which is like a big holiday week, I think, in, in Japan. So I'm, I'm guessing that those are related since they both have golden in the name. Do people get um, off for Golden Week? Yeah, so it's usually an interesting thing. It comes up because of TV shows and like anime and stuff. At least that's where I hear it, where people, a lot of people just take off and other people, I think, get off for the week. So it's like, it's a big, crazy week where like a big chunk of Japan is off work and they're all traveling and doing vacation stuff. And some of them are leaving the country for it and others are just going to do like vacation stuff within the country. But like I was just reading about um, the most recent episode of the Pokemon anime where like a bunch of the art style like looked a little different because all the regular artists were off on vacation for Golden Week. <laughs> um, so it's kind of kind of interesting because of that. But yeah, it, it, it'll come up in like Japanese RPGs and stuff, too. Like I think Golden Week was in um, Persona 4, if I remember, if I remember correctly. So Nightmare yeah. Games. OK, so <laughs> o- only bad things addresses it. I got gotcha. you. Wow. You don't like the Persona games? I never even tried. They seem like too much to me. Oh, they're so good. They're so, no, so they're good. Not. I'm not, they're not going to, they're not, we can digress on this later. We're going to put Pers- a, we're going to put a pin on this. All right. Uh, my, gonna tabletop I'm, I'm, it. I'm putting my pin in my pin. And then on the, on the head of the pin, very small, I'm writing Persona 4 is one of the best games of all time. And then we're, then we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Shade talks about uh, Golden Desire Night. Uh, basically, there's some um, announcements and stuff that that have kind of happened around um, around this Golden Desire Night. So first up, Shade sends off some pictures of basically the stage show and kind of what's happening. <laughs> some really cool shots. Basically, Gene and Buffa have these like giant cannons <laughs> that they're firing in the show that aren't from Common Rider, and I guess they're like retooled Sentai uh, cannons. <laughs> so they just look completely out of place and completely insane, but very cool there's a picture i just found online now if if the people out there want to google golden desire night uh of all the actors sitting together in almost like prom outfits and like throwing up pensions together they look all 
dapper. K-Wild looks possibly drunk. It's hard to tell. <laughs> that's one that uh, Shane sent along here as well. <laughs> Perfect. It was on nope. Twitter somewhere. Uh, Shane also tells us that um, Team Giamato, which is in the in the um, live stage show here, that is Baroba and Buffa and Daichi. Um, they have a choreographed dance to their theme song for the show. I watched it, and it, they, they, it's full-on idol dancing. It's amazing. Can you imagine <laughs> those three characters doing, like, an idol or, like, boy band dance? And it is – it's impressive. <laughs> so the song is called Odds and Ends, if you want to want to seek that out. Uh, and then finally, as I mentioned, we get to a couple of show announcements. So we've talked about it before. Um, they have the, uh, the TTFC, the kind of, like – Common Writer, uh, the Toei Tokusatsu fan club, where they put out kind of exclusive shows. So they announced a couple Common Writer shows that are coming soon. Uh, and first is a return of Common Writer Punk Jack. So the show is called Common Writer Geeks Extra Common Writer Punk Jack. Um, and and so he gets his own spinoff. He gets his own spinoff. Now it's not going to be like obviously a year long or anything like that. It'll be like most of these are like a few episodes at most. Um, but it sounds like this one's going to be like a prequel that shows like punk Jack and his time working behind the scenes in the desire grand prix, basically like before we met him in the show, which before sounds awesome. became a weird jerk. <laughs> well, I he's think he's crazy probably punk rock and ways. Yeah. I think he's probably a weird jerk still, but, uh, it'll be a young, a young punk Jack. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know if that'll correspond to like his return in the show or anything. Probably not, but um, we'll at least get a little bit more punk Jack that you and I will for sure have to watch when that comes out. Perfect. And then the uh, second show that got announced uh, was one that had people very excited. I saw a lot of people really hyped about the show is Common Rider Tycoon, which is Kawa meets Common Rider Shinobi. So uh, if you don't know Shinobi, I know we've talked about Shinobi a little bit before. He's one of the like really, really, really minor writers from years past. And Shinobi had a, spinoff series a little mini series where again he had like uh you know a few episodes that came out on the the fan club so everyone loved the crap out of shinobi everyone wanted shinobi to become a main writer it didn't happen uh but now he is coming back for this new show he's getting to meet keiwa and um here as uh as shade says everyone went crazy about it funny enough a bunch of people joked about tycoon versus shinobi on april fools and behold it became true the shinobi copium is no more they wished him into existence <laughs> yeah exactly uh shade says on a serious note though the guy who plays shinobi is really nice and i'm glad he came back he's also a dancer and is the one who choreographed team Giamato's dance that we talked about just a second ago so that's kind of cool and then shade recommends that uh in order to prepare for the show you and I should watch the Shinobi miniseries because it's just three episodes and they're only 15 minutes a piece. So we can, that's not bad. We can not power out. through those. Yeah, we could definitely power through those. Um, and yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to watch in, in preparation for then uh, the tycoon meetup with Shinobi. The, the trailer looks pretty, looks pretty cool. Like they definitely um, give Kawa like a tycoon, like they, they give the, the, the tycoon armor, like, a coloring to make it look like the shinobi armor as well like he gets like a power up clearly from from shinobi so they uh apparently are buds cool k1 needs a better bud <laughs> exactly and that catches us all up on our emails and our common writer news toby we need like an official like 
dun, 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 news theme kind of thing. Like we before, do, yeah. before and after, or like the breaking news, like do 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 noise or yeah, more noises. We need more noises. Is really what more, I'm saying. More noises is always better than than less noises when it comes to a podcast. I think, yeah, that does check out. Yeah, we we historically have not really had a news section on the show, but we could we could start recapping, you know, the 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 week's news in common uh, writerdom, tokusatsudom, I guess. As long as you tell me, as long as you tell me where to look, because you go to these weird sites with like weird names, and I can't just be like floating around the internet like that. I'll find <laughs> bad stuff probably. We also, yeah, we we wouldn't want you floating floating freely on the internet. That's just dangerous all around. Yep, Strange yeah, keep me, keep me locked in. We also the, uh, the, the child locks on the filter. We're good to go. <laughs> exactly, completely locked down. We also thankfully have uh, wonderful listeners who will tell us this news via email form as well. So if you want to be one of those wonderful listeners and sending us an email to talk about anything, really, uh, you can send those emails to cast at commonwritersucks.com. Despite the name, we don't think commonwriter sucks. We like it quite a lot. It's a funny joke <laughs> made by me, owner of Toby Sucks and Kingdom Hearts Sucks. Yeah. And except- obviously I love Kingdom Hearts and I as a person, I'm okay, I guess. Yeah. I think those two URLs are completely accurate, but the Common Rider one, <laughs> that was a joke. Toby, let's talk about Commodore Geeks episode 34, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Episode 34 is, um, I think, I think transitional, we'll say. We, you know, we, we had the whole, like, Buffa goes on a killing spree <laughs> last episode, murders some huge number of writers. Um, and then at the end of that last episode, the end of episode 33, Ace returned. Sumi was basically praying that he would return. She had his... Uh, ID core in her hand and she seemingly wishes him back into existence. So we pick up from there in this episode, Ace pops up, everyone's shocked. Ace points a gun at the game master <laughs> and basically says, Hey, I'm here for you. This is about my mom. You're holding her against her will, doing bad things to her. The DGP has to has to pay for that. So this is a crazy, <laughs> crazy twist now. So we get an awesome fight, Toby, between Ace and the Game Master. I thought that this was like a really cool little little showdown between these two. It was a it was a fun fight. Um, of all people, I don't know why he would. I don't know why the Game Master would think they could take on Geats, but you know he he tried. There there were some moves in there. He did a couple <laughs> things, but just a bad bad idea. The the, the Game Master, this guy specifically. Uh, is very full of himself. Like he always thinks that he's way more capable than he ends up being, and he's I not. Mean, he's not incapable. Like he's pretty good. He's able to beat up like the average common rider. It seems like, but like if you remember, like he like marched straight up to like Baroba and thought he was going to take her down and got punked out. Like he just has a history of like way over evaluating his skill set. He's because he's probably a good producer, and he thinks those skills translate over into the writing world. <laughs> I think you're right. But as yeah. we all know, it doesn't always work. Not at all. Uh, yeah, I, I thought there was some really cool moments as like Ace like pins one of his balls to the ground. This sounds terrible. <laughs> pins one of his floating balls to the ground and like explodes it through it with a shot. Like that was really cool. Um, but yeah, the the game master essentially gets destroyed. Buffett kind of steps in and, and like, you know, uh, takes over a little bit too in the fight. But but in general, Ace is the one doing the fighting here. And the Game Master kind of explodes and he leaves behind his vision driver. However, someone comes and picks that vision driver up and we'll, we'll find out who that is shortly. He is a green screen mistake. That's who came <laughs> to pick it up. A green screen. 
because that's all I can see in the outfit. Like the way like he has like floating hands and like half his body is missing. You can see through him, but all looks is like when people have like a green screen set up and like they're not thinking about what they wear and like (laughs) accidentally see through. That's all I could think of. Are you talking about the the guy who shows up next or the person who picked up the driver? Because because our our red hooded guy shows up next and he has no body. Like he he is see through. Yeah, but like it just for whatever reason, like it looks good, but it looks cheap. Okay, and like I just I just think it looks like he had like. I mean, obviously, it probably has a like, green Under Armour on, but it just seemed to me like it was like more like the accidental. Hey, I didn't realize you'd be able to see <laughs> this green phased out, like chromed out. That's fair. That's fair. No, th- there's a separate person though that picks up the Vision Driver, which is we find out later is Kekera. Um, but uh, yeah, our our hooded guy who shows up. I thought it was a weird choice that he didn't have a body because like we'd seen him before and he does have a body, and like we see him later, I'm pretty sure he has a body, right? Like whenever he's like in the DGP world, he's got a body. <laughs> but like he came to came to talk to Ace and Buffa, and he just he just was see through for some reason, which is strange. It makes sense, I guess. It checks out. <laughs> uh, anyway, we find out that he he is the supposed creator of the Desire Grand Prix. Uh, Ace refers to him as the final boss. He says basically like, "Oh, I, I knew the final boss would show up eventually." Um, nonetheless, we that guy starts the the new game. Uh, officially so the desire royale is the current game and this is fully a battle royale now at this point there's only yep, one rule we, fi- we finally did it <laughs> yep <laughs> only one rule where whoever is the last one standing can decide the fate of the world so they uh, this scene basically we see a whole bunch of common writers get invited to be common writers and to participate in the desire royale and every, and most people are back again and yep. it starts by so I'm not gonna call it an issue, but like, they, I feel like they just like keep cheating everybody back into the show, and more specifically, like back into the games. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Survivor, where like they'll have like fan favorite Survivor cast members and characters and stuff, and then they figure out how to do like we're doing Survivor All Stars so we can bring back Rudy because everyone <laughs> loved Rudy, right? It's like that kind of. It's like yes, exactly. Is the, is the DGP All Stars like friggin' uh, Neon's back? Y'all love her, right? <laughs> All the people you just saw, yeah, still here. <clears throat> I think that's part of the, you know, I mean, like, I that doesn't bother me too much because it's like you're just gonna run into that issue with the conceit of we're gonna run multiple games over the course of this season, like and and we're gonna have main characters as well like there's really no way around that like well, yeah like I, I know why but no the, the the way around it is to stop killing them all off yeah yeah i mean sure like <laughs> but that, that's also like we also complained about that too where it's like okay so now another cheesy way for the game to not really end so these people don't die <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's like the fourth uh, or fifth time now <laughs> so yeah i don't know with this being the premise of the show it's it's a little like yeah you were backed into a corner i, I get it um it is a little funny. This, this thankfully, I think will be the last time that it happens. Is, is my guess, but uh, it still is pretty funny. It's like, and we're back now. Okay, we're all good, and we're back, and we're back. Guys, we wrote this cool ending for this episode where like half the cast goes to literal hell and they turn into bubbles, and then someone else goes, "Oh shit! Well, how are we gonna get them back on the show now?" And everyone just like shrugs and goes, "Yeah, new Grand Prix." <laughs> pretty much, yeah. At least, at least to their credit, the people who did get dragged to hell had to come back in a special way 
a little bit. <laughs> so like Ace had to get wished back into existence. Um, and then of course we get to, we get to Kawa. So let's talk about the whole saga here with Kawa and his sister. So kwa has gone, has been missing. We, we kind of knew that. Um, Kekera picked up the vision driver in that opening scene and he goes to visit Baroba. Basically he wants Kawa to come back he wants to use Baroba's driver to kind of combine the two so he can he can wish Kawa back into existence. And he's got a proposition for for Baroba. He wants to provide her with some like, you know, prime prime cut human suffering. So so she'll agree to his uh his terms. We don't really know really what he's he's promising her, but she calls him a naughty frog for what he's <laughs> suggesting. So throughout this episode we we kind of basically find out Kekera appears to Sarah. He tells Sarah he can bring Kawa back, essentially, but she has to join the Desire Grand Prix. So she she chooses to. Kawa appears back in her living room, and um, she kind of tells Kekera, like, "Don't don't talk to Kawa. Like, don't 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 talk when he's around." Uh, so she thinks he's just gonna like live, live this happy life. As soon as she's gone, Kekera shows Kawa like oh your sister's fighting in the in this dgp you should probably touch this thing and go join it and save her um so he he manipulates them so where they're both now a member of the game i um, want to point out i called sarah Ryder either last episode or the episode before you did after Kawa got hell sent i said the only way to get this back is she becomes a writer instead and now she did I- when she when when I saw that that's the direction this was going and she was a writer, I was so excited that <laughs> it was it was actually happening. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you know, like on that front, like Kawa was one who got bubbled to hell, <laughs> so we had to like do some shenanigans to get him back. Like they had to use both the vision drivers together and like wish him back into existence, te- technically. <clears throat> so I at least appreciate that there's that continuity. It's not just like new game starting. Kawa's back. He's alive. It's all good. Even though that kind of is what's happening. So uh, with Sarah's costume, is she a skunk? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't, uh, didn't get a real good look at her. She looks Maybe. almost like a cat, like neon, but she I has think... like a skunk stripe and it's hard to tell what she was actually supposed to be. Her henchin is she's very much cat like, like she does like claws to the side kind of like, yeah. Um, so I took it as she's more of a like, like mini cat. Like if, if neon is a cat, she's a kitten or something, <laughs> but, I mean, but maybe that, she's I, a skunk. That, that reads to here. I'm going to send you a, a nice little picture here. Like she has, she has a pink nose and I feel like she has oh, yeah. st- skunk striping on her helmet. Yeah. She might be a skunk then. That seems mean. It does seem like a nice girl. (laughs) Um, You know, I was so I was so caught up with like her uh, her trying to figure her claws and stuff out that I wasn't even like paying close attention to her helmet. But it's 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 not bad looking, whether it's a a cat or a skunk. How did you feel, Toby, about uh, Kekera and his uh, manipulations? I thought it was pretty good. It's the best way to do it. Uh, I kind of feel like he might be playing. What's her name? Uh, just because it seems like he knows what's get, what gets her wound up and excited and happy. So it seemed like that's the best way for him to get his guy back in the race. If he like nudges her to help. 
Yeah, and clearly he he knew he knew what to say to get her to to to, to join into the whole scheme. I it, I'm not clear yet whether there's like more to it or because he he tells Barobo at some point like, oh yeah, like I I wanted them both in the game because you have to bring humans to their rock bottom, basically to like build them back up. <laughs> so he wanted <laughs> that for Kawa. I was like, well, true, but also that's really manipulative, and I feel like you like Kawa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, you, I don't know. It felt it felt a little bit too like like person from the future detached <laughs> for for Keck for 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 our our friend Kekara. I thought he was nicer than that. So Sarah is common rider Hakubi, but I can't get a good lock on what animal she is from this media. Hakubi. So a Hakubi is a demon wolf. She does not play <laughs> as a demon or a wolf but oh, that's fine we'll roll with it i'm on the uh wiki for some anime <laughs> so we'll see if any of that's true uh hakubi is also a rock band from kyoto that was formed in 2017 <laughs> maybe that maybe that's who she's dressed yeah up she, as. she's the she's the rock band <laughs> perfect there's apparently a Japanese Japanese music fans Discord that we can join, Toby. Perfect. You know, I'm I'm gonna send you in there to take care of that, <coughs> and you just uh, report back when you when you have some good information for me. I'll be the emissary. That's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, Toby. Turns out people call it J-pop. <laughs> did you know that? I learned that when I joined the Discord. D- did you Did you not know it was called J-pop? <laughs> I did. I did. I really. I was doing a bit. I was just doing a bit. I know it's called J-pop. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we don't call it like USA pop, you know, like. Do they, but do, but do they call it J pop there? Or they probably pop? they probably don't. But but do they call stuff from like the United States like U pop or A pop? I don't know. We should ask them. We need we need one we of should. our uh, ombudsmen to get on this and find out. <laughs> we really should. Yeah, because yeah, I don't I don't think they call their own. I think they probably just call it pop. Their own music is not J pop, but like. Yeah, I'm interested if they have a term for for American pop music. Because you know there's a bunch of nerds that are way into it. <laughs> there's a bunch of Japanese nerds who are like, oh, Taylor Swift, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Good stuff. I feel their, I feel, I feel their pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taylor's version, yeah. <laughs> That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, apparently, um, apparently she's a wolf. Hopefully we get to see some of her, her wolf powers because right now toby she is not um uh she's not to their level she hasn't quite learned how to common ride quite yet yeah so that which goes back to one of our original questions does it give you the skill to be a rider when you transform and she oh she's a civet we're good now she's a civet what yeah, like you know what a civet is. Yeah, <laughs> what made you what made you think she's a civet? Uh, the commonrider.fandom.com. Okay. Hakubi's name originates from the Japanese name for the masked palm civet. So the nose and the skunk-like look, I guess, makes sense. And if you don't know, civet coffee is called like Kui Luau or Kui Lupak or something like that. And civet coffee is when the little civet weasel rat dog things they eat the coffee cherries josh they eat the fruit of the coffee yeah and then their they, stomachs they, they, are very acidic and they break it down 
and they poop out the delicious coffee beans and we pay a lot of money for it here. Well, kind of like it's their, their body doesn't process the coffee. So it like it brings it through mostly whole and intact. So we're like collecting the coffee that like went through the civet, um, which we then grind and, and make in the coffee. Uh, turns out civet coffee, it's incredibly expensive, mostly because it's just like a gross novelty. It doesn't actually make good coffee. <laughs> it, tastes, it tastes extra smooth. I tried it once. So I was like, I want to see. So I did it with like a pour over and all the fancy stuff. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's the whole thing is like, it's supposed to take some of the acid out of the coffee. And it definitely does it. It's very like neutral and like almost creamy tasting, which but is like, weird considering that it was it yeah, came out right, as poop. Right through poop, yeah. <laughs> but also like the acidity in coffee is like kind of what you want. Like you want some degree of that too. Like acidity in coffee is like a desirable trait <laughs> in, in certain quantities. Anywho, the other weird thing about civet coffee is it's really unethically sourced compared to most other coffee too which is interesting to find out so like like in general coffee now a lot of times is like you you can you can trace an origin down through exactly like the farm that it came from and everyone is like properly reimbursed for their for their time and their effort and civet coffee is like very cruel to the civets and sometimes like coffee's passed off as, as like civet coffee where it didn't even it's not even civet coffee it's just sort of like coffee that they're lying about perfect <laughs> like, like um, any like any good craft thing yeah there's um, the dark side so yeah there's a there's a horrible dark side about civet coffee that is uh just makes me want to never interface with that as a concept ever again but josh look at the picture of the civet and you can see sarah yeah. The other thing is civets don't actually eat, like, like they don't want to eat the coffee beans. So they're kind of like force fed it is my understanding. Like it's, it's like not part of their normal diet really, it's, but it's just like included with their food so that they'll, they'll eat it. Perfect. Anyway. Yeah. It kind of looks like Sarah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap this to, all the way back around. Sorry to go too deep on, on civet coffee, but. Uh, no, see, usually we do this in the beginning and we went pretty quick through the normal bullshit true. in the beginning. <laughs> So now everyone gets it late in the game. And they so didn't that, see this now coming. I get my 10 minutes about civet coffee. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I hope, hopefully Sarah sticks around as a writer for a while. Like she, she definitely is an easy one to like take down early, you know, as like a, as an easy target for like Daiichi or someone like that. Um, but I hope, I hope that doesn't happen because I also don't want like horrible chip on his shoulder. Kawa that soon. <laughs> either well that's what frogman wants he says you have to yeah. mess with kwa's sister to get the aggression to come out he does he, he wants that real bad but uh, i want to see i want to see sarah like you know come on her own a little bit and like become a become a co-writer anyway, i really like the scene where she meets up with neon <laughs> it was very cool because <laughs> she's like oh my god it's neon and Neon's <laughs> like, oh it's sarah cool um, which i thought I was always funny this. exactly because they know each other <laughs> that I think at some point uh, Sarah's like, yeah, I always thought it was weird that KWA was friends with you. And now it makes sense. <laughs> it's like bringing it all back together. Um, speaking of bringing it all back together, Toby, at some point uh, Daichi runs into Sarah and, and, uh, and Neon here. And as always a fuck Pidgey. Yeah. God, this guy's the worst continues to get, get more and more worse. Basically, he like he pegs Sarah as Kawa's sister like very quickly because of her mannerisms and stuff. 
he says that he uh you know has payback basically for kawa so he starts fighting sarah and kawa shows up to save the day kind of like right at the last moment right as sarah is about to get taken out and and uh, fighting sarah is kind of like an overstatement of what happens because sarah is lost the whole time uh neon does her best to almost almost defend her even though Sarah is a rider and Sarah basically just gets like beat up enough to dehension, which you always yeah. know means trouble and all that good stuff. And she's about to die. Uh, but yeah, but then luckily K shows up. He's, he's the big protector. He's going to protect his sister. And then, then, then we kind of loop ACE back into the story too. So the, the big, I guess titular ACE scenes here is the first is ACE is talking to Sumi um and ace and sumi like basically talking about like why he came back and how he came back and he he calls her his sister he's like i don't know it could have been anything could have been like a wish from my sister who who (laughs) wished me back into existence um so he he's kind of got the number basically of like what sumi is and how she plays into this and he thinks that she's uh she's his actual sister she's not so sure but she she definitely is like feeling remorse about her her part in the, the in the desire grand prix um, she like, you know, is worried that she made people suffer and she hurt people as being the navigator. So Sumi is having a bit of a, uh, uh, an identity crisis right now, Toby. For sure. I want to point out that also one of us, I think it was me. I'm not gonna take credit though. Uh, we definitely said it's possible that Sumi is his real sister. And one of our summaries run the other weeks. So we're yep. like two for two on the big reveal so far. Yeah, I thought for sure that was gonna be that was gonna be the case, and it, it looks like maybe we're heading towards that. <laughs> there was a lot of talk about sister stuff this time, so we shall we shall see. Um, but uh, so that's kind of the first first little interaction with Ace, and then Ace shows up, uh, kind of at the end here. Um, so so after dispatching Daichi a little bit from killing Sarah, uh, Buffa shows up again, intent on <laughs> eliminating some writers. And then Ace shows up to kind of save the day for Buffa. Ace protects them. And we get one of my favorite lines in all of Kyle Geek so far, where Buffa's basically like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you protecting them? What's going on? And Ace is like, these are just the people I get sober with. <laughs> <laughs> it brings the people together. <laughs> I loved I loved that acknowledgement of the time they spent together in the Soba restaurant and, and of their friendship. It was beautiful. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, we kind of end the episode then. So we, we've got everybody together, right? We've got we've got Neon and Ace and Kewa and Sarah, um, and they seemingly could work together. However, until the end, <laughs> yeah, until the end. However, we we get a little discussion about like like what what are you in this for? Kind of like what's what's your wish? So earlier, Ace had told Sumi that his wish was to um, his for his mother to be happy and free so to kind of to free his mother from the uh shackles of the of the the dgp and so with that real quick i kind of feel like if they establish he couldn't wish for his mom with his old wishes i feel like this is kind of on pace of like that should be one of those like instant wipe the card wishes but i don't know yeah m- maybe they they definitely like they present the desire royale 
like they they kind of say like oh the winner you know gets gets to shape the world as whatever they want and then they always follow it up with i think it decide whether the desire grand prix exists or doesn't exist <laughs> i was like okay so that's what really we're fighting about is whether the desire grand prix exists so i think like i think the thing is ace wins and then he just wishes that the dgp doesn't exist um which which he thinks like saves his mom and and you know she doesn't become entrapped then and that and that is what he tells uh what he tells Kawa and the rest of them that his wish is for the desire grand prix to be no more however Kawa and neon don't quite agree both of them were <laughs> like well i don't know i think the desire grand prix should stick around <laughs> it's, it's not all bad uh basically their, their point is like they haven't been able to like achieve their wish yet so they don't want it to end yet um well, kwa so, says uh, there's still riders that are dead and he wants to bring them back and you know neon still wants to become invisible now which is her thing we have like and that that like at least kwa seems fair in the sense of like he's at least arguing like not for him but his thing was like there's still dead people so i'm not going to stop wishing for this because there's still dead people yeah but early on when Neon was like, I kind of like her wish was like her wish was like, I wish to disappear, basically. Like for real, that no one knows me. And like that's pretty like she's going like way down the uh the common rider depression hole. She is, yeah. Yeah. Her whole thing, yeah, she goes from like being a famous streamer <laughs> and and all this to now like, yeah, I, I would feel bad if the people if I stopped streaming and the people didn't see me anymore. So I just wish that they just forget me entirely. <laughs> and and also the whole world just forgets me entirely. <laughs> yeah. She she wants to just unwish herself. <laughs> she she she's she she's she's uh following the full circle of being a wish baby, I guess. Perfect. Yeah. Cause cause yeah, we have a, had a scene in this episode where like Kian kind of like again tries to get her to go to the future and she's just like, I really just want people to forget me. Just like <laughs> you, my my fake dad everybody just yeah. leave me fuck alone. like obviously i don't want to be a krava anymore but i just don't i don't, I don't want to be a neon anymore really um which like there's there's way easier ways to to end all that but she's uh deciding that fighting is is that so yeah i wasn't really um i guess i wasn't super clear on like especially kwa's desire here where it's like well if you win the desire royale it seemed like you could also you could wish like the DGP doesn't exist, but also everyone who died in it is back to life. Like, it seems like you could wish for both, but it does. he was acting like maybe you couldn't. Like, he was acting like he needed the Desire Grand Prix to still be around in order for him to bring back those people. So, I'm or, not or, sure. Yeah, or, yeah, like, maybe he has to, like, he, he's th- expecting to need a second wish, it almost sounds like. Like, he needs to do whatever this time yeah, to win, to keep it so that for, like, next round he can wish for the people to come back or something. Yeah, it was, it was a little strange and not super clear, at least to me. Um, but that, that kind of clearly is creating like a splinter in their group. Cause Kawa again, talks about being mad at the goddess and Ace again says like, my mom didn't do anything wrong and I'll prove that to you. And yeah. Like, like Kawa just flat out like hates Geats's mom at this point. Like if yeah. they ever meet, he's going to be like, I fucking hate you by the way. I hate you, mom. <laughs> You're not Ace's real mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kawa is, Kawa is not giving that point up, and Ace, of course, is is going to defend his mom because yeah, it seems like she's mostly innocent in all this. I don't know, uh, but yeah, and it is yeah. his mom. Like to be fair, it is still yeah. his mom. <laughs> it is his mom, exactly. 
Uh, but I think that's gonna that's gonna drive a little wedge between them, Toby and I, and I hate it. It makes our, you sad. Good friends, it does. It makes me sad because no I just, I, I exactly, I just got the high point of these are the people I eat soba with, which was like, it was the the big culmination of the uh, you know slice of life anime that I want this to be, and then it was like, oh, but we're not gonna be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be friends anymore because your mom sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's like a real life problem now. It is. There, yeah. there are tons of people who are like, either. I mean, usually it's the the, the parents hate the kids, and they're like, they're not going to be. You can't hang out with this person anymore. I don't like him. He's a bad seed. <laughs> True. <laughs> but my daughter apparently at school read a they 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 read a book about being good seeds and bad seeds. So now she's obsessed with being a good seed. So if she's not if she's not behaving, you can just be like, "Are you being a good seed right now?" And then she'll go hop up usually and do the thing. <laughs> so she I'm, I'm glad she chose the right path because yeah, i could i could have read that book and been like yeah bad seat here we go this well i mean fun. she she chooses bad seat a lot of times so she doesn't it doesn't acknowledge that it's she's choosing the bad bad seat path in, in her mind you know everybody's the hero in their own story toby in I, learned her mind. That from, I learned that from you many years ago i always <laughs> love that saying in her mind she's she's the she's the good seat all the time but uh you know yeah not how it all works out <laughs> And my favorite uh, throwaway scene as we're wrapping up here, uh, Baroba and Frog statue <laughs> yeah. are just chilling in uh, Kawa and Sarah's house, like on the couch together, like Incredible. laughing and like drinking tea and having a good time and just joking around about like watching the kids fight on TV. And that was like, I think my actual, that was my favorite scene of the whole thing. Cause it just seems surreal that like crazy Baroba is sitting with a frog statue. <laughs> It also like seems seems hilariously surreal that she's laying on the couch that like Sarah sits and like does her nails at all the time that we see. Like <laughs> it's this, it's this goofy silly apartment that Sarah's just hanging out doing girl stuff in, and then it's just like the the, the evil future sixteen uh, year old is just laying on the couch all of a sudden. So strange. Like well, just like, the idea that the two of them would cross paths is insane too. It's just funny to me, and like I guess it's obviously an accepted thing. But it's weird that like the sponsors never really fight. Like I know the I know Frog kind of made a deal with Baroba of like, hey, let's watch the kids suffer together. Yeah. But you would think that like they're all kind of against each other too. So it's just weird they're all chill and just like, yep, we're just gonna watch this together. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean we've seen some confrontation with like Gene and Baroba and stuff, but like even then, like there was a bit a bit of a respect, <laughs> you know, between um, people who are who are from the future watching the show yeah i think there's a there's a detachedness to it right like it's like yeah sure like we are rooting for different characters in this tv show but it's still just characters in a tv show right like <laughs> we, we picked out we picked out you know uh different 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 waifus in our anime but we can still watch it together it's okay <laughs> that's that's, 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 a nice, that's a nice bonding moment yeah but I love that this is this is where we have Baroba now too, of just like well she she's not really like evil per se anymore she's just chilling watching a TV show with people like she, <laughs> she had this she had this whole arc where she took over the DGP and she ran her own game and now she's like well I'm, I'm gonna keep watching it obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool like hilarious because <laughs> also she's she has nothing to do there's no more Giamato right like. This is all just common writer on common writer violence at this point. Yeah, it's really just like it's just a thing now. It's just like, yeah. hey, we're just gonna watch these idiots on television fight. Who really gives a shit? I guess. 
she she's good because she she's just in it for human suffering. So however she can get that, she's good with it. <laughs> but all in all, to me, I think this was a pretty good. Uh, I'll say setup for like the rest of the season. Like I'm, I think this lays it out fairly clear of sort of directions we're going. I think it seems like at least that this is going to be a good chunk of the remainder of the show, kind of figuring out who stands tall on the desire Royale and all, all that fun stuff. Um, and I'm excited. Like I'm excited to go full battle Royale. I'm excited. We're not going to have to do like, you know, the, the, the typical like rounds and Giamato come, come and defeat them and stuff like that. Like it feels way more, like bloodthirsty <laughs> and, the, and the stakes feel incredibly high. And I, that's, that's pretty exciting going forward. Well, I guess like in general, if they're going to play this, like a real battle Royale game, like in theory, it should just be like the random times they meet up with each other. They just fight and try to kill each other. I would think like, there, yeah. there really shouldn't be any wacky side stuff anywhere. Yeah. And the, the like see-through red hood guy was basically like, no, this is it. Go, go kill each other. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you can tell me if I still exist or not. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hope for the best, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, going to gonna wrap 34 for us here. Um, yeah, I'm excited about seeing more. So if you want to check out our past episodes, you can do that by going to commonridersucks.com. Check out the video version of our show there, or you can just search for uh, the comment writers on any of your podcasting platforms. You should be able to find us there. Uh, you can send us emails, cast at commentartersucks.com. Again, thanks to Kieran and Shade for sending in those emails today. And Toby, you could join our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Patreon for just a mere $3 per month uh, to get the bonus content. We're giving you watch and react casting of uh, Kamen Rider Black Sun, which is super fun. I feel like we're in the meat of that show right now. So you can catch up with us and watch those episodes. We also will give you once a month a ramble cast where we talk about all manner of nonsense. And uh, who knows what goes on on those. I certainly don't. because Toby has something planned for the one we're about to record. And I have no idea what it is. So It's so. going to be the greatest game ever played since <laughs> the, the DGP itself. So feel free to uh, sign up for the Patreon and tune in and check that out, which will be going up soon. Uh, and you also get access to our Discord community. You can hang out with us and talk about uh, all the new Punk Jack songs that come out and uh, <laughs> whatever you would like to your heart's content. So patreon.com slash the comment writers uh, to go join that. We would love to have you. Uh, Toby, people can also keep up with us uh, outside of uh, common writering. Where can the people find you? On Twitter, it's at Life of Tobes, and on YouTube, it's Tobes Plays. Right on. Yeah, I am uh, also on Twitter and also on Tumblr at Pretty Dece Josh on both platforms. So, again, that's going to do it for us for Common Rider Geeks episode 34. We'll be back next time for episode 35. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Peace. I'm taking shots at the enemy. I'm gonna make it to the top, leave a legacy. If I got something to say, you better let me speak. Turn it up a new degree, bitch, you ain't seen anything. I pop off with the new rock, electric.